You're listening to the Speaking Tongues podcast. I'm your host, El Sharice. Each week, I sit down to a conversation with multilinguals where we discuss and celebrate language, life, and culture through our own perspectives. Episode 27, Speaking Hindi. Hello, language lovers. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Speaking Tongues, the podcast in conversation with multilinguals. Today's conversation is one of firsts because this is the first time we're speaking about a language from India. So excited. And my guest today, Vivek, is the first guest that I've recorded with over a huge time difference. I'm so grateful to Vivek for being able to make the time to coordinate our schedules for this conversation. In this episode, I learned a lot, and I think Vivek was the perfect person to have this conversation with. He's very passionate about the Hindi language and his profession as a teacher. As a linguist, he's found ways to apply a scientific approach to language learning. So in this episode, we talk about where in India that Hindi is spoken, the ways that non-Indian people have been able to connect to the Hindi language and Indian culture, And Vivek even tells us about an interesting similarity between Hindi and Latin. I think that he's also given me my new favorite phrase to encourage students to learn languages, which is, don't go for books, go for bikes, which you'll hear him explain the meaning of in the episode. To get in touch with Vivek and find out how you can start your Hindi language journey with him, you can find his business, Learn Hindi, the links to his website, YouTube, and Instagram, in the show notes. Okay, let's chat. So hi Vivek, how are you today? Hi Ellie, I'm good. Thank <laughs> you for having me in this session and I am, am I also looking forward to what kind of a productive uh, podcast we can have over here. Yeah. And so I collected all my information like whatever the question you may ask me, I have collected it all so that I can provide all the necessary information <laughs> and, and have a good time. Yeah. So thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm so happy to have you and so happy that you are joining all the way from India and I'm all the way in New York. So this is, this is probably the most long distance conversation I've had yet. So I'm really we'll excited. You. Yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> So I like to start I like to start off each episode asking the same question and mm-hmm. that is what is your first language Okay so my first language is Hindi itself which I teach which I learned from my childhood and uh, still learning it and experimenting more on the scientific stuff of the language now mm-hmm. so Hindi is my first and also the official language of India. <laughs> and what languages did you hear spoken in your home growing up or in your community? Was it mainly Hindi or were there any other languages? Uh, okay, so that's a nice question actually. So, uh, so actually Hindi have a lot of dialects. So mm-hmm. the Hindi, actually if you see the growth of Hindi language, it starts near around 1000 AD. So before that, it was more into the dialects form. And after that, dialects prevailed. But uh, in my family, 
I heard some of the more popular dialects like the Braj, Avadhi, then there is a Bagheli. So my family belongs to the Bagheli belt of uh, Hindi mm-hmm. and that's a dialect of it. So yeah, so I hear this Bagheli language, then I hear a little bit of Avadhi and my family prefer to talk in proper Hindi itself. And what was your experience like learning languages when you were in school? So uh, when I was in the school, actually the first language uh, which I loved was the Sanskrit language. Mm. And if you know it, that Sanskrit and Hindi have the same script. Yeah. Means if you are able to read the Hindi, then you are definitely able to read the Sanskrit also. So like, for example, my everyday morning till now, uh, it starts with Sanskrit sloka and all. Like, for example, one of my favorite Sanskrit sloka is the Tandav's throat, mm-hmm. which is of the Lord Shiva. And uh, because I'm hearing it from the childhood, it's, uh, if, if you want, I can just read some couplet for you. Yes, please. So but you, you have to, to translate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, then it will take the whole podcast session for me to explain you all. Mm-hmm. But definitely, if you want, I can send you and also share with you what are the meanings of it. Yeah. But um, if I give you a first couplet of it, the shift under growth starts like this: that Jatatvi galat jalat pravahapa vitasthale galevalam vilam vitambujanga tunga malikam damad damad daman nina. So you see, there is a kind of a frequency in it in which, like, this is speed, this is speedy tempo. All of this make me energetic. I don't know why. I feel it for uh, motivation for me in the morning. So I start my day from the Sanskrit because it's my first love, and I love to read uh, all the uh, books related to the Sanskrit language and uh, there are a lot of the culture things which are related with the Sanskrit language. Mm-hmm. So com- <laughs> coming back to your question that in the school I started with the Sanskrit and then I had this English as the another language and they have given us the choice that whether we want to take up the other language course or not. Yeah. But because at that time, my passion was to do engineering, not the arts, not the <laughs> language. So I have not taken the course at that time. But now what I'm doing is totally ironical to the what I have thought in my childhood. So tell me about Sanskrit. Do, do kids have, do most kids who are attending school at a young age, do they have an opportunity to learn Sanskrit? in school is it mandatory it's not mandatory but yes most of the school have uh, this as a policy that for a indian kid if they go towards the spirituality like in the early childhood of any kid you cannot decide now that you have to be atheist you have to <laughs> you have to consider the god or you have to not consider the god you cannot really decide that correct mm-hmm. So most of the school generally opt for having Sanskrit language so that they can give them capability to learn it, to understand it, and to apply it or not, it's upon the student then. How, how many people do you think speak, understand Sanskrit? 
that's a tough question. <laughs> I mean, is it like is it like the majority of people? Is it like most people everywhere you go, you you'd encounter people who understand Sanskrit, or is it kind of like it depends on where you go and who you talk to? Uh, actually, uh, the thing is that India, you know, that a lot of the people live over here and they have uh, the different culture. Mm -hmm. So generally the people who are from the Hindi belt, like the central belt of India from where I belong, uh -huh. is called as the Hindi belt. If you go towards the top of India, like in the northern part, then you will find the uh, uh, Punjabi, which is also very common language. Yeah. Uh, used in Bollywood a lot and then if you go to the southern part of India then these are the Dravidian languages mm -hmm. so the people who are into the uh, Dravidian thing and who are into the more uh, central part of India okay they have the Sanskrit as a language but not for speaking I just want to mention this that Sanskrit is not really spoken language in India mm -hmm. Uh, because of many reasons. First, it's a very old language and you know that every language uh, shapes itself with the time, correct? Right. So like the way we used to speak the Sanskrit that time, uh, after a thousand years, it's going to be totally different. Mm -hmm. And because I belong from a language background, so I, I if I give you a proper figure on it, it started with all... Uh, uh, Sanskrit which was uh, used for writing the Ved if you know about the Ved which are the four Ved in Hindi mm -hmm. means in India actually so in Hinduism there is Rig Ved, Yajur Ved, Sam Ved, Athar Ved these are the like uh, they call it as a mythological uh, history of spirituality in India mm -hmm. so these are all written in Sanskrit then it comes the Lokic Sanskrit means the Lokic means the people uh, so Lokic actually derived from the word Lok, Lok is people, so mm -hmm. Sanskrit of the people, then it changes to Pali, Prakrit, Abhransh, then there are lot many divisions and then near around 1000 AD we get the Hindi. Okay. So it's a very long journey, very, very yeah. long journey. So <laughs> I don't think even the research scholar would try to <laughs> think upon this fact that how many people are learning Sanskrit, but yes, they are working on how many people are now understanding reading speaking hindi there's a lot to learn <laughs> yeah. for me there's sure. a lot to learn it's it's so cool so in the region that you that you're from you mentioned that there are different dialects of hindi mm -hmm. and i'm wondering how many of them that you know of how similar are they to one another or how different are they from one another and what are some ways to tell them apart so uh, if I talk about dialect, uh, I think it can, I can give you a lot of the difference between the grammar thing, pronunciation thing, lot of the elemental differences. Mm -hmm. But that would not really give you the answer in a very quick way. Mm. But I would rather prefer to give you the example. Okay. So that you can just get to know that how every language, like if I call them as a dialect, how they feel and what is the difference. Right. So if suppose in English I say, what is your name? In Hindi I will say, Tumhara naam kya hai? Tumhara naam kya hai? Exactly. Tumhara naam kya hai? 
Okay. So when I move to the brush dialect, this tomara will change to the word tero. Oh. And the same sentence structure, same subject, object, verb agreement, and the sentence would become tero naam ka hai. Tero naam pyar hai. Tero naam ka hai. Ka hai. Okay. Exactly. So this kya changes to ka in the brush. Oh. Now, uh, if I take the example of avadhi. So avadhi is an another dialect. So mm -hmm. this tumhara which changed it to tero, now it will change to tohar. Tohar. But the sentence would again the same. Tohar naam ka hai. Tunaha. No, Yes. So uh, there is one more interesting language which is called as the Bhojpuri. Mm -hmm. Now if you go to that part, it's not the dialect, it's but it's a division of Hindi. Uh, that is called as Bhojpuri. Now if you go in that language, it would be Tor Nam Ka Hau. So Tor, this, you Nam. see, there is Tumhara, Tero, Tohar, Tor. So these are just some small word differences, but yeah. the grammar are literally same for all of them. And and you think that it's easy to understand people of different dialects? Like, there's no difficulty trying to understand what people are saying if if they speak a different dialect than you do, right? Yeah, so uh, it's not difficult, but yes, if you are uh, like, for example, when I was learning this, uh, all these things in my books, okay, when I was doing my uh, masters in Hindi language, mm -hmm. then I was actually facing the difficulty. And the difficulty was more about not understanding the grammar, but understanding those words which are very local to that language. Right. Like, for example, if I say, um, uh, let's say if I call this, so there is a bottle before me over here. I'm in English for calling it as a bottle. In Hindi, I call it as a dibba. Mm -hmm. okay? But in their language, if it's an, another word, then there is no way I can guess it. But through the context, I'm sure you can understand after a while. It, right? Yeah, like that, that is possible. If you are in that environment and the context and you know that what is the people talking about, then definitely you can guess it. Yeah. Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what made you decide to want to start teaching Hindi? Okay, so actually, uh, it's a long journey. And uh, it is actually a journey of trust, I will say which uh, later on changed as a passion. So I had this engineering background, but while doing it, I did my master's, uh, I did my bachelor's, then my master's from uh, Mumbai itself. Mm -hmm. And because I was very much uh, uh, passionate about writing Hindi poetry and all, so like, for example, there are near, near around 500 poetries in my Facebook wall. So I used to write every day. Wow. So, so, so it was like, I was, I have never thought that I would uh, work on the language on this deep level, which I'm working now. Mm -hmm. But uh, that time I started doing this uh, open mic and all. And 
there were people who liked my poetry so so much that they motivated in motivated a kind of a uh, more more uh, positivity towards what i am doing right so i thought like if the people are loving it let's not um, think it in uh, just a side work but let's try to do something more on this part mm-hmm. and then after that i decided to do my masters in hindi language to learn more about it mm-hmm. that till that time i was not teaching actually so when i started learning hindi then i get to know about all the facts which i just now discussed about the dialect differences and all then evolution of the language the history then how different languages are related to each other and then the language science also we call it as a bhasha vigyan bhasha is language vigyan is science okay so so i i was like oh my god they have done a really cool work in the language wow but when i uh, go to the people who want to learn hindi the people who are training them are not really equipped with that knowledge mm. they are just training it because they are the speaker of it they are mm. the native speaker of the language right but when you study something and you get train yourself to train the other than your approaches so i thought like uh, let's uh, put whatever i'm learning let's put it put it into the practical use Mm-hmm. so i had this first student who was from the japan and then i thought like let's uh, try to teach him hindi okay. but it was not purpose to earn any money from it so maybe it, it it may come as a surprise to you but i have given him the classes free of cost oh so i haven't charged him anything and he wanted to work in the bollywood and then i thought like okay uh, let me help him in the way i can and in the return i would get to know what are the main pain points of a non native person when they learn the hindi language mm. and from there it was he was a first friend then from that uh, it's like seventh year this this is my seventh year and i am keep on learning applying experimenting and less teaching <laughs> so so i don't teach the book things i don't teach the things which are written in the book mm-hmm. i call myself as a more um a descriptivist actually okay not the prescriptivist means i try to describe them the observations with the knowledge which i gained from the book from the research paper and all mm-hmm. instead of just telling them okay this is said in this as this is said in hindi like this so you have to say it like this only so this cannot be a method for me so so i thought like whatever i learned from the book let's apply and observe it on the society mix mm-hmm. them up and then do my teaching part as an experiment if my student get it then my method is working if it's not working then i have to search or strive for other methods do you think or what about hindi or what aspects of hindi do you think makes it an easy language to learn and what aspects do you think makes it a difficult language to learn that's a great question uh, i will answer this question from a non native perspective mm. because as a native speaker my simple answer would be that nothing is difficult <laughs> but <laughs> but that's not the answer probably we are looking for so <laughs> so as a non native speaker i believe um, which my student face a problem 
is on the topics of preposition hmm and uh, what is easy for them is the grammar now you may ask me that preposition is a part of grammar itself then how it is two things different so actually apart from the preposition uh if you talk about the subject object verb agreement then if you talk about the verb then if you talk about the declensions of noun or the verb or any tense form of it it's all mathematical in hindi mm mm-hmm. so like for example if i tell you that uh, to eat is khana okay mm-hmm. khana and uh, if i want to give you uh, a method or the formula or the mathematical syntax of making it as a command then i will just tell you that remove the na and add the o then the verb becomes khao now it becomes a command now if my formula is to add o to the root verb and mm-hmm. then in the next time i give you any new verb you are capable of making any command eh uh huh so like for example if i tell you to go and if i tell you go is uh go in hindi jana then if i want you to make the command of it you will just take the root verb ja and add the o so it would become jao ja. so like the khao jao ao nahao pao so all this becomes a command yeah because you have this formula that root verb is added with the o and you are done that's mm-hmm. it a very simple straight forward formula so in grammar of hindi apart from the preposition everything is very simple and very mathematical mm-hmm. and you have a reason of and uh, you have an answer or the reason of every why uh, related to a word that why you are using this word in this place or that word in that place mm-hmm. but when it comes to the preposition preposition is quite different than the preposition we have in english mm-hmm. like for example in english i see uh, if i say to somebody uh uh like for example if i say call to him okay mhm or if i say call vivek now the same verb just changing the person sometimes we use the two sometimes we don't use the two like okay. for example if i give you some uh, uh uh some other example uh in the preposition case like for example if we use the in or the on preposition Mm-hmm. so sometime in the sentence you might be using the on preposition like if you say book is on the table right but in hindi you can say book table may hai aur book table pe hai both sentence are possible and if you translate may is in and then you will be like oh my god why you are using the in it's not inside the wooden <laughs> wooden <laughs> of a table correct so actually the prepositions are not derived or not working parallelly in the concept we have in the english language Mm-hmm. so it's more derived on the basis of uh, uh giving the efficiency to the language to add a sense to it i see now what i mean by it I, i'll i'll tell you uh so actually someday before one of my follower asked me this in instagram that is hindi like the latin language mm-hmm. so i said uh that's a nice question uh because if i answer it i can say either yes or the no both can be the possible thing mm-hmm. why i say that actually i was reading one of the book there i found 
that in the latin languages you can you have an option of uh, changing the word orders right uh, like for example if i say i was having this example at that time that uh, the master sees the slave mm-hmm. so you can say it like dominus videt servum so this is just a example which i written over here so that i can mention and put my point mm-hmm. and you can arrange these three words anywhere like in the first place second place third place or third second one or one three two one two three like this way you can do any kind of a calculation yeah in hindi in order to get this capability of putting anything anywhere is apply over the subject and the object so it means that you can put the object in place of subject and subject in place on in place of an object hmm like for example if i can uh, um, compare it with the english language if i say vivek uh, uh, sees the lora okay mm-hmm. suppose there are two person vivek and lora and i say vivek sees lora and if i change the place of the subject and object if i say lora sees vivek the whole both of the sentence changes their uh, oh. sense or the meaning yeah right but in hindi it never happens if you change the subject and object it will never change like for example if i say vivek sees laura in hindi i will say vivek ne laura ko dekha now if i take the laura ko before it's still the sentence in sense is same that laura ko vivek ne dekha same thing same sense mm-hmm. so this possibility of uh, giving the independence of uh, choosing anything as a subject choosing anything as an object we have the preposition as an answer of it right so preposition is more related with the subject and object on what he is doing or what that person is doing what your subject is doing so that's why uh, this preposition is uh, kind of a bit difficult thing in a hindi language to learn so if you say vivek vivek ne hmm. that that, that means that you are the subject and lorako makes her the object makes her the object exactly got it oh my gosh <laughs> see it's easy this <laughs> you need to know that which preposition goes with it that's it oh man i'm on my way <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you are really speeding up on this <laughs> <laughs> i have to tell you um i love indian culture as mm. as i see it in the us like i haven't been to india yet i really want to go someday Um I have been such a big fan of Indian food as we have it in the US which is sometimes not really saying like which part of India it's from so it can be very generic I don't want to you know I don't want to say the wrong thing and Bollywood movies love them so much you mentioned to me that many people become interested in learning Hindi because of Indian things that that are experienced um especially like in the states like yoga is really mm-hmm. popular here um bollywood and food etc what are some of the ways that you've noticed people connecting through these things and uh what are some things that people that you think that people interested in the hindi language would be interested in um about indian culture so first actually still now whatever respect i have got so 30% of them want to work in bollywood mm. and rest 70% have the different uses 
like for example some of them want to communicate in the office right so like for example uh, i have students from ikea and they were setting up their store in the mumbai and i have a lot of the students from there so they wanted to do conversation in the office itself right and then i have some of the people who were working on the consulate or they so they wanted to uh, have kind of an interview session with the people who are applying for the visa so that they can uh, make a positive environment over there that okay i know about your culture a bit of it yeah so like for example uh, if i'm an interviewer and the next person who is coming uh, uh, he speaks the hindi language but in the interview definitely we are going to use the english language but if i say some basic sentence it would bring a smile to the next person yeah so some people have so these are the people who have the different uh, opinion about the language or why they want to learn it Mm-hmm. and uh, some wanted to explore the <clears throat> ground reality of indian local food indian uh, local culture uh, indian local diversity like mm-hmm. for example i know so many people who come to blog in india hmm. they are not from the they are not indian but they come and blog over here and they have high 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 following wow coming back to the question that uh, what are some other thing that the people would be interested in the hindi language would be interested in other things what 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 those things would be so uh, in order to answer this although we are a secular country and all kind of a people live here uh, live here with uh, different opinion about their language their culture and their religion like hindus are also there muslims then we have sikh then we have christians correct but mm-hmm. it's just my personal observation which i'm sharing with you that most of the student i have till now they wanted to have the hindi for the hinduism mm so this is just my personal observation i'm not saying that it's just hinduism is there with the hindi itself but i say this because they wanted to know about the yoga and the spirituality they wanted to know about a lord shiv they want to know about krishna they want to know about lord ram they want to know about the mythology of india like the ramayana and the mahabharata yeah they wanted to know about the buddha and they wanted to read some of the interesting stories which we have on why we celebrate the festivals like diwali and holi like which are called as the light and the color festivals mm-hmm. so these things are some of the elements which attract them a lot so i say and they think it as hindi is a way of going towards the uh, hinduism mm-hmm. and the spirituality which is kind of a true true fact i will not say it's wrong uh, because when you are able to read it you are able to absorb more right like for example if i tell you lot of the things but if you are not able to read any script you are not able to understand it because the first step is to read it yeah then analyze it so i believe that most of them are really looking towards uh, these facets also where they can explore on mythology and uh, cultural aspects of indian uh, colors indian food indian festivals indian uh, way of thinking as well when when people are learning the the alphabet when people are learning to to read and write in hindi 
from a student's perspective or from your student's perspective, how has that experience been? Is it, what kind of process is it for them that you've noticed? Okay, so um, they, so generally it happens uh, that they start with a spoken part of the language. Mm -hmm. And even I also do recommend them to not go with the writing part of it. Mm. So that you can read the stuff because um, I believe that for the every person, <laughs> so this is a phrase which I use in my uh, daily classes mm -hmm. that don't go for books, go for bikes. Ah. So, so what I mean by this phrase, this is actually a phrase I use this, I invented over the class, <laughs> which means that first you need to listen to the people like for example if you are going through the um, going through any let's say any temple then it's not the book which will attract your attention but it would be the mantra which are like they are reading some sloka and mantra it will attract you mm -hmm. so first you need to have that listening skills and then absorb that whatever you are listening to mm. And once you got familiar with some of the word and now you want to explore on what it means, then, then go for the writing part. Right. So like, for example, as a linguist, because I'm a linguist, I call it as a, um, syntax and semantics. Mm -hmm. So syntax is about understanding what are the things are there and semantics, then understanding what are the meanings of them. Right. So this listening process gives you that syntax that what are the things you get attracted towards. Then let's explore this together. So we go like uh, this way in our classes. Like I have this student from the Korea who wanted to know about uh, uh, Shiv. So mm -hmm. he wanted to know that why Lord Shiva is called as the Adi Yogi. Mm -hmm. So how is yoga related with the Shiva? how uh, the temples which are there in the uh, Indian um, uh, Indian region, why they have this poem written everywhere. Mm -hmm. Which is like, if you know that if we do the yoga and meditation, we do it like this, Om, like this. So why we say Om, what is the meaning of it? Mm -hmm. So first I told him to explore the things which are related to it, then work on the listening part of it and then work on understanding part of it and then work on the writing or the book part of it. From, for me as an outsider who has observed um, Indian culture and specifically Hindi from afar, mm -hmm. it sounds very easy to pronounce as someone who has never studied it. And I think that it doesn't, seem to me it doesn't seem to have any difficult um pronunciations for mm -hmm. for an outsider and and maybe that's just me but i don't you know times when i have tried to pronounce things in hindi i don't i don't feel like i struggle too much obviously mm -hmm. i don't sound like i <laughs> like i natively speak mm -hmm. it but um my question is if if i am an outsider I don't read Hindi and I come there if I were on like a if I were driving a car or walking around town 
what would I see? What kind of, like, how would I be able to follow street signs? Are they in the Hindi alphabet? Are they written in English? Are they written in uh, Latin um, alphabet? Like, how, how do you, how would someone like me who isn't familiar with alphabet get around? Okay. So, uh, first thing, uh, I would say that um, even if you don't know anything on Hindi, whether it's a writing part, means alphabets, or reading part, or understanding part, Hindi, uh, which we speak in India, mm-hmm. is not really Hindi. It's actually English. <laughs> So English is actually the combination of Hindi and English. Right, right. So, so if you if you go to the airport, like if you come to Mumbai airport, you will find the things written over there with the uh, Hindi script also. Mm-hmm. But above that, you will also find the English uh, uh, English script or Roman script over there. Right. Okay. So it will not be hard for you. To guess your way, like your how to go towards the hotel, how to book your cab, all those things, because English is very much of uh, official language. Like official means the uh, communication language. Mm-hmm. Also, so okay. I don't think there would be a problem. But yes, uh, if you know the alphabets, uh, mm-hmm. it will help you not only with the street signs like there are some uh, some some of the like if you go to the very uh, native places of india like very uh, like the village and all those places mm-hmm. they definitely are not going to find any english signs and all right right so if you go to explore those parts of things then definitely these alphabets would help you to learn mm-hmm. uh, that what this street sign is saying what uh, this board is talking about who is going to visit today <laughs> like there are too many posters and pam- pamphlets all over the billboards yeah you will be able to read them so for yeah. sure it would be helpful but it it would not be like that if you don't know it then you cannot really enter the india mm-hmm. well that explains why so many bollywood movies i see they go back and forth between english and and hindi yeah, and I always, I always wondered, like, why? Because I'll be watching it, and then sometimes the subtitles go away, like when they're talking in English. And <laughs> I just think it's, oh, I love it. I love it so much. So I know that India is a rich and diverse country of many people, many languages, religions, and beliefs. What are some things about India, or even more specifically Mumbai, um, that you want people to know? that they may not be aware of? I would say first first thing that uh, Indian people are really soft-hearted. That's my guarantee. Mm. Because uh, if I give you some examples, uh, like uh, there, is a, uh, there is a lady from Europe, her name is Carolina Goswami. And uh, she married an Indian guy who is an Indian Hindu guy. And uh, so she has his, uh, she has her channel where she describes about all these experiences as well. And there also she is mentioning that the Indian people are very soft-hearted. They always welcome the new people, mm. which I also believe. I never find any exception to this. Mm-hmm. 
only problem is that uh, which even i as an indian is sick about is that indian administration is very poor mm. so you may find the indian people to be very good but when you come to the uh, facilities in india like for example transportation uh, like for example services so this was one of the observation which i would like to share <laughs> uh, so i had this student from the france and he got some problem in his home about this electricity and all mm-hmm. so uh, he actually uh, called one of the office for this repair and all so that guy given him the time for the 10 am in the morning and that guy turned up at uh, 12 or 1 wow so he was like you have given me the appointment for the 10 am then what is the time you are coming now so so the thing is that it's not because that person wants to get late but if you go to the root of it he have to start the job at the let's say uh, 8 am in the morning Mm. but the offices indian offices which are there the administration is so poor that everybody turns turns up at the office near around 11 oh gosh so that that's the reason like for example this kind of a uh, i will say uh, administration problem is everywhere in india i have just this thing that the people should be aware of that if you are expecting that you will you are going to get your cab on the time you are going to get uh, services on the time then then it may be an experience for you <laughs> but if you are looking for uh, indian culture which is related with the people indian food which is related with the people indian nature like for example i have so many people who talks about the honesty which the people have in uh, like indian uh, behavior mm. so so i feel that anything which is related to the people that's very good but if anything related to the administration that's going to be uh, not really so good yeah it 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 happens in a lot of places i think where administration could be a lot better so let's talk about your business learn hindi i want to hear all about like how you got started i know you told me a little bit before about uh your methods and and some of your students but um I want to hear about about how your business is going. Um what some of your goals are, what 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 the future looks like for Learn Hindi. Where do you hope to go and and just tell me everything. First of all, I uh like and love to interact with the people who are from the different culture. So my goal is to experience as much as much culture as possible till I'm alive. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, so so this teaching is actually one way of doing it. So this is my personal goal. But if I talk about the professional goal, um so I did my masters in Hindi language just with the reason of working more towards the elemental things about the Hindi language. Mm-hmm. now i want to do my doctorate in this and uh, that's my goal with my personal life that's amazing if i talk about my teaching and all my objective is to uh, make my pedagogy or my approach more mathematical more analytical mm. on which i am working every day like for example uh, uh 
uh, when I when I uh, teach my students, then I don't tell them that this apply this and this is an exception. No, I collect hundreds of thousands of the example related to that, and then I give them a rule yeah. that if this is this, then you have to follow this rule, and if this is this, then you have to follow this rule. Mm-hmm. So now it become a very clear picture for them. Right. Like for example, if I give you one very uh, basic example, and after that video, I actually got. Two student who <laughs> were now paid student to my course, <laughs> and this was the same example uh, because it's a lot of the confusion with the preposition. Like for example, I have this uh, discussion over my live free lecture which I do on every Monday, Thursday, and Friday. Mm-hmm. They will find this on my Instagram channel on these days. A new lecture every day, which is a free lecture. Anybody can attend it. Okay. So and my Instagram channel is Hindi by Vivek. If anybody wants to search it. So, uh, so the example which I given over there is like, for example, if I say I kill the rat with stick. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here, if I say with stick, I will say I kill the rat stick say. So I want you to focus on this part. That's why I'm not translating this part of it. Mm. So I say. Uh, the sentence as with stick as stick say. So actually, the prepositions of English becomes a post position in Hindi. Mm. So that's why the say is coming after the stick over here. Okay. So, but if I make another sentence, like for example, so suppose suppose I say I go with L. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here again, I'm using the with. This is a this is a compound preposition in Hindi. But here I will not say L say. I will say L K saath. Mm. Now this is such a confusion among my students from so many years. But if I give you a simple rule that if you are doing some action with the help of some something, mm. then you use the say. If it's not the case, then you use case are like for example, if you are saying I am killing the rat with the stick. Now mm. as a language person, we call I as an agent who is doing some action, and that action is done with the help of any stick. Correct. Right, and stick is helping you to kill the rat. So stick is acting as an instrument, and that's why we are going to use the instrumental case. And in instrumental case, with is say. Uh-huh. And not only for this, tomorrow if you get any preposition and if anything is acting as an instrument in your sentence, just use the say and you are done. Hmm. So now that comes up as a rule for us. Yeah. So, but these things require a lot of uh, uh, self learning as a trainer. And then you arrive at such kind of a result and such kind of a mathematics of it. So, so I believe that in my teaching methodology, I want to work on more, more, more methods like this, so that I can make language learning uh, more easy for my students. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would like to mention two of the comments which I got. Like I have, uh, so all the students have this positive feedback about my courses. But two comments are there which I will never forget. <laughs> uh, one is when my Poland student, who is from the Poland, mm-hmm. is a fifty-four year old, and he described me as best teacher of his life. Oh. So I was like, oh my god, please don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so that day I was like. Oh my God! I was overwhelmed with that comment because he said that I had this trainer with English, I had trainer with Spanish, I had even my school teachers. 
Mm -hmm. But if I measure all of them, their way of teaching, I consider you as a best teacher of my life. Mm. So that was one of the comment. And second comment is from the student who was from the France. He said that after some like 10 or 12 classes, he said that Vivek, you know, I want to say something to you. Then I said, what? And he, he told me that Vivek, you know, we uh, like for the people who come to the France, the language trainer train them the French. Mm -hmm. But the problem which I find over here and I want to rectify it by this statement that we need more Vivek into the French teaching. Oh. Oh. Like, oh my God. Don't say that. I'm not that much capable, but yes, no, I'm trying my best. That's, you know what? That's really good. And, and I'm glad that they took the time to, to give you good feedback because even as I'm listening to you, um, as we're having this conversation, I can tell that you're a really good teacher because you have the qualities, you seem to have the qualities to me of somebody who is not only knowledgeable, but passionate and patient. And when you're, and, and you, you are able to explain things in a way that people can easily understand in the way that I understood your sentence about, uh, uh, what was it? Vivikne Lorako. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, yeah. Yeah. I think that you you are a good teacher, and and I'm glad that your students are really responding to your methods, and that they 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 gravitate to you. That's fantastic. I am actually lucky for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So for anyone who is interested in learning with you, please tell us where we can find you. Ah, so they can find me. Um, first of all, my website is www.learnhindi.com. And the spelling of learn is L-E-R-N. Uh, in that website, you can go and if you want to personally meet me, you can uh, uh, ping me on Instagram and my Instagram channel is Hindi by Vivek. The last question that I like to ask everyone is, do you have any jokes, swear words, tongue twisters, cool slang words, idioms or advice in Hindi that you would like to share? For this, <laughs> there are so many of them. Uh, but uh, if I talk about uh, uh, swear words, then generally there are some common phrases which you can learn. Like for example, uh, we like in our childhood days we used to say "kasam say." Kasam mm -hmm. say is like whenever you are saying anything, and if you say "kasam say," then it's then it gives the picture to the next person that you are not lying. So uh -huh. <laughs> just this is a funny swear word. It doesn't mean that like I can lie and then I say some say, but that doesn't mean I'm not lying. But that was <laughs> kind of a childhood uh, swear word, which uh, looks like uh, looks like a joke for me today. Yeah. And then I have uh, as a tongue twister. Uh, there is a Bollywood song. You can play it in your podcast as well after doing the editing and all. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I will share the link to you. Okay. 
but there are a lot of the tongue twister like one of the famous is chandan chandu ke so there is it start with the cha sound chow chocolate it's like chandu ke chacha ne chandu ke chachi ko chandni raat mein chandni chauk mein chandni ke chamma se chakni chatai oh that's a long one so there are a lot of them and uh, the song which i'll share to you that have the different uh, tongue twister uh-huh so it's like chandu ke chacha ne means the uncle of a chandu chandu ki chachi ko means the auntie of chandu so it's a storyline but all start all the word starts with the cha can you try to teach me some of it ha so let's try this one only okay <laughs> so chandu like remember i told you in uh, our uh, last uh, some examples i told you laura ne vivek ko ko yeah okay so ne is actually the representation of have okay mm-hmm. so i'm going to again use it over here so chandu ke chacha ne means the uncle of chandu so chandu ke chacha ne chandu ke chacha ne <laughs> very nice chandu ki chachi ko chandu ki chachi ko very nice chandni raat mein means in the moonlight chandni raat mein laat mein raat mein raat mein very nice chandi ke chandi ke chammach se chammach se chatni chatni chatai chatai oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you did it congratulations <laughs> Oh that's so much fun. I'm going to practice so that I can start saying it three times fast. <laughs> yeah, sure, you can do it. Maybe you can do it faster than me also. I also well, don't have that much practice on it. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so cool. And thank you. Thank you for helping me. <laughs> <laughs> Most welcome. I appreciate that you are just trying to do that because the people are always scared with this oh, uh, yeah. tongue twisters. Yeah, it's terrifying, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there any I guess um is there a, a common phrase or a popular phrase in Hindi or maybe one that I'd hear in a big city like Mumbai? um that you could teach me that maybe something like everybody says everybody knows what it means type of phrase then you can use theek hai theek hai so if you say it a normal intonation okay mhm if you say theek hai theek hai it means that whatever the information you uh, got it like for example if i share you some information then you say theek hai it means that you have got it Got it. It's okay. an equivalent of kind of an okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. But if I raise, if you raise the intonation of it, and then you say "thika," then you are like asking the question to the next person. Okay. So, like for example, if I give you some gift, and then I ask you, so 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 you open the gift, and then I say "thika," so it's now become a question. So you can use this "thika" all over the India, and everybody. but we'll it, de- it. it depends on how you put the emphasis like what it really exactly is. yeah oh so cool well thank you so much for sharing 
sharing the Hindi language with me today. And this was such a fun conversation. And I learned so much. Vivek, thank you so much for taking the time and finding the time across our massive time difference um, to, okay. to sit and talk with me about Hindi and for teaching me so much. And I want to know just one last thing. How is a good way to say goodbye in Hindi? You can use the word alveda, which is like a bye-bye. Alveda? Huh. And uh, which, uh, but I don't prefer to say alveda. Mm -hmm. But I generally end up my uh, uh, my conversation with take care. Yeah, and this take care is like souls to the next person that you really care about that next person. Next person. Mm. So maybe you can learn this one, and you can end this podcast with this phrase: Take care in Hindi is. Dhyan Rakhna. Dhyan Rakhna. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Vivek, and Dhyan Rakhna. And I'll talk to you soon. Sure. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you.